we back in this thing like we left some. Welcome back, y'all, to this week's episode of I Got a Story to Tell. Thank y'all for joining me for another episode, riding with me for another week. Um, Let's get straight to the album of the week. Album of the week this week, pretty mellow, pretty dope album. Um, shout out to my brother, D. Uh, Diallo for putting me on to this album actually actually he put me on to the artist and this album um, it's by Marie Dolstrom and the name of the album is like sand dope dope album she has some more recent stuff out but uh, the more I listen to this album the more I like it um, so again Marie Dahlstrom um, like sand is the name of it. Um, so real quick this week's story was actually not supposed to be this week um, I changed it up a little bit all because I got a question from my son about <laughs> jobs that I had in high school. So my son's about to go to high school. He's about to start ninth grade. And we're talking about jobs because he's telling me he wants a truck and all this stuff. And so he's like, I'm going to get a job and work for it, yada, yada, yada. I'm like, all right, dope, cool. And so he asked me what jobs I had. So um, actually for the next couple of weeks, um, what? <laughs> <laughs> next week's story is yeah it's about another job i had when i was in high school but this week this week's episode is about the same thing um but fun so that's it that's all i got to say before we get into this thing with that being said i got a story to tell let's go story takes place in early 1996 it's like february 96 i'm a high school senior 17 years old i'll be turning 18 that august and like most high school seniors around that time i got shit going on so um i'm thinking about graduation and prom and going to college and shit like that i'm also thinking about where can i earn some extra fucking money Right. I had a little job at the time, but I still need an extra little bit of money. Um, also, at that time, like most 17 year old boys, I'm fucking right. I'm a senior in high school. Sex is definitely on the to do list. Right. Like I'm doing that. And also, like most 17 year olds, high school seniors. When I get a chance to get some coochie, I like I got to take advantage of it. Right. So. My girlfriend at the time, she had a Buick Somerset, right? So if we couldn't get it in at my crib or her crib, we would do it like in the car, you know, find like a, a, a dark alley or a dark street, um, 
behind buildings and shit like that. Um, also, y'all heard me mention on a previous episode about a hotel called the Fireside. Around this time, the Fireside had become a little more strict with underage people getting room. So really wasn't going there a lot, right? So also around this time, my mother had been going back and forth to Aliquippa, Pennsylvania, where my uh, grandfather lived. He had had some, uh, some medical issues. So, which meant I was home by myself a lot. My older sister lived in Atlanta at the time and my brother was gone off to college. So I'm home solo a lot. So let's get to the story of how I almost built an empire in one week. So it's early, early, early 1996. My mother comes to me, she says, Mikey, I said, yes, ma'am. She said, I'm gonna be going to Aliquippa to be with your grandfather for about a week, week and a half. I said, yes, ma'am. She said, you're gonna be good by yourself? I said, yes, ma'am, you know I'm gonna be good. She said, all right, bet. So, the next day at school, I'm sitting there and I'm listening to two of my, uh, my homeboys talk. We're at lunch, they talking. Of course, what we always talked about, girls, pussy uh sports music shit like that so one of my boys is talking about how he was trying to smash his girl in the basement at his crib but his mother kept coming to the door he was like so we kept having to stop he was like man i'm getting sick of this shit so my other boy was like yeah me and my girl was at um behind the kmart on Corain avenue we getting it in in the car and the police pulled up i'm like damn and i knew that pain because me and my girl one time was getting it in behind the vocational building at Corain High School and a car pulled up. And one other time we was like off this long road where this church is like, it's a church ducked off the street and some people pulled up on us. So I'm like, man, and it clicked right then. Boom, Mike, you should rent out your room for your friends to get some action. So I started coming up with the plan in my head. I said, you know what? I'm going to rent out my bed, $20 an hour, but they got to bring their own sheets. So I start telling people at school, I said, hey, start next week, because my mother was going to be leaving that next Sunday evening. So I said, look, start next week, if you know anybody who's trying to get some action, they got a girl and all that, just need a place, tell them to let me know. I'm charging $20, and you got to bring your own sheets. A couple cats laughed at first. A couple cats like, she bet, sign me up. So, I reached out to my boy Duck, God rest his soul. I said, Duck. Now, Duck went to the public school there in our area, Corain High School. I went to the private school. So, I, I was cool with a lot of cats uh, at the public school, too. So, I called him. I said, hey, Duck, this the plan. I'm going to be renting out my bed. $20 an hour. But they got to bring their own sheets. Let people know. He said, I'll make you a deal. For everybody that I get from my school, that come fuck with it. You let me keep 10, I get you get 10. I said, bet, we can split it for everybody to come from your school. He said, bet. First day come. We got like five people. Now, we're filling it by our slots. But if you know like I know, young high school cats ain't fucking for no hour. They happy to begin some pussy, they boom, they in, they out. 20 minutes, 30 tops. So a lot of them was just in and out. They get in, bust, they nut, they out. So I'm like, damn. We get everybody in and out within two hours, two and a half at the most. 
So no more than seven o'clock that evening, I'm good. I'm like, oh shit. I start computing in my head. I said, listen, my mama's gonna be gone for a whole week. I can make some bread off this. The next day, boom, again. Next day after that, boom, again. I said, oh shit, this is shaping out to be dope. And all I could think is, wait till I make it to the weekend. Because there's more hours in the day. Because on the weekdays, they're coming to my crib at 4 o'clock. We starting at 4. The last appointment is at 10. So that's six-hour window right there. So all I'm thinking is make it to the weekend. Make it to the weekend. All them days, I am killing it. All this money coming in. I said, oh, shit. Now, the other rule was if you stay over your time, it's an extra $10. If you late to your appointment slot, it's an extra $10. But never really had that problem. Friday come. Friday, nobody's coming to the crib, right? Nobody is on the docket for Friday, so to speak. Because I got to go up to Columbus. Me and a couple of my boys going up to Columbus. We go up to Columbus on Friday. Coming back down 71 after we done doing what we got to do in Columbus. There is an adult store called the Lion's Den. They sell porn movies and all types of shit, right? My boy say, hey, y'all want to stop in the Lion's Den? I'm like, damn, we only 17. They ain't going to let us in, but fuck it. Let's try. Now, I have a small collection of porn movies at this time that I've bought and traded with friends. I've bought from niggas at the barbershop, all type of shit, right? But this will be the first official porn movie I've bought from a store. So I'm nervous. We get out the whip. We walking in. My heart beating. I said, these people going to stop us at the door and say, get the fuck out. Because you got to be 18. I'm 17. I got a little peach fuzz on my lips so I could look 18. Walk in. The lady working at the, at the counter. She just look over. How y'all boys doing? We good. Okay. Let me know if y'all need help with anything. Okay. I said, oh shit, we in. So we walking around. They ain't got a big ebony section. Y'all know how important they call it ebony. Black. They ain't got a lot of black section, right? A big black section. So walking around looking. My white homies, they looking at, at white women with big dumb ass titties and, you know, built like the letter P and all that shit. I'm looking for some for a little bit of like thickness, right? So I'm like. See what they got. And nigga, I come across the fucking porn classic, put them on the glass, starring Champagne Penn Davis, who is arguably one of the greatest porn actresses of all time. I love her. Oh, I love me some Champagne Penn Davis, right? Now, y'all, I've said this before, Vanessa Del Rio is my favorite. Champagne Penn Davis is like number three. She she either three or four out of my top five. She three or four out of my top five. Now, side note, you want to know my top five porn actresses of all time. Number one, Vanessa Del Rio. Number two, Jada Fire. I love me some Jada Fire. I love that one. Y'all, man, listen. 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 Number three. Probably champagne. It's a tie between Champagne Penn Davis and Janet Jackman. So that's that's 
that's your tie between three, four. That's your tie between. Yeah, I'm gonna say that's your tie between three, four. So, um, Vanessa Del Rio, uh, Jada Fire, Champagne Penn Davis, Janet Jackney, and five. Ah, that that always get a little tricky. It could be old school Pinky. You know what I'm saying? Old school Pinky was was right. You know what I'm saying? Old school Pinky was. Listen, old school Pinky was a. Hey. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. So back to the story. So I'm in there and I see put them on the glass starring Champagne Penn Davis. So I grabbed that whole quick. Woo! I said, yeah, I got to have $29.99. Shit, I've been running a brothel all week. I got the money. I go up there. Lady tell me, peel off the cash for her. Plus tax. Give her 35 U.S. dollars. There you go. Go on, keep that change. Slim, I'm out. Walked up out the store, get back to the crib. The whole way down 71, all I can think is, the amount of jacking off I'm finna do to this movie, unbelievable. I get it home, I throw that bitch in. Because I have the TV with the VCR connected, with it built in. I throw it in there. Oh, it's as good as advertised. Oh, it's as good as advertised. Man, listen. I love this movie. So, that's how I spent my Friday night. So Saturday, Saturday is a big day for Hotel Michael, right? One after another, they coming in. I'm making so much money on this Saturday. I start having people come over at noon. All the time slots full. Great day. But Sunday was going to be the day it all changed. I'm chilling at the crib on Sunday. I got a few people lined up. Dude I'm cool with from school calls me. He says, Mike, I'm on my way. I'll be there in about 15 minutes. I said, bet. So he come, him and his girl, boom, they get it in. The next slot is full. Dude is on his way. He called me. Mike, I'm on my way. I said, all right, cool. Right after I hang up the phone, Duck calls me. Duck says, Mike. I said, what's up? Hey, my boy, I ain't going to say dude's name. God rest his soul, too. He's gone on the glory. He said, my boy want to know, can he get a room? Get the room. I said, yeah. I said, when? He said, like, in the next 15, 20 minutes. I said, I got somebody. They got it squared away. He said, he'll give you a hundred. I said, huh? He said, he got a hundred for you. And he was good for it. You know, we all knew he was good for it. I said, well, shit. Tell him, come on. Have his sheets with him. I said, I'm going to take care of dude who slotted with. So I called him. I said, hey. I got a deal for you. I said, you give me $10 instead of the 20. I said, but I need you to move your slot back. He said, all right, bet. No problem. Cool. Called Doug back. I said, we good to go. Doug's boy show up. Come up. Big knot out of his pocket. Shoot me a hundred. Uh, here. Appreciate it. Him and the girl go in the room. They in the room. The hour is coming up on time for the hour. I'm like, damn. What's been here long? I hear them from time to time, but closer it gets to shutdown time, I don't hear him. So I go knock on the door. He come to the door. Hey, my father. I say, hey, the hour about to be up. He peel off 20. Hey, let me get 15 more minutes. Shit, cool, bet. He go in there. All of a sudden, I hear the loudest scream ever. 
I'm like, oh shit. I go in the room. The white chick he had in there is going bananas. I'm like, what's up with old girl? He like, man, she took some acid. She tripping. I'm like, what? Man, this chick. Now, in my room, I have a window like above my headboard, like where the head of my bed is, and one on the other other wall. She slid my window open and then knocked out my goddamn screen. I'm thinking to myself, we ain't got no fucking ladder. We're on the second floor, right? We ain't got no fucking ladder. I can't just pick this screen up. My mama gonna wanna know why the fuck the screen out the window. So I'm like, fuck. So he like, man, she took some acid. She tripping. I'm like, when the fuck she do this? He like, right when we got in the room. Now I'm extra pissed. Like, nigga, you didn't turn my shit into a goddamn crack den, nigga. So I'm like, bruh, you supposed to be in here just fuck. She's screaming and tearing shit up. She knocking shit over left and right in my room. And I'm getting pissed because you tearing up my shit. I'm like, bruh, get a hold on your girl, man. She tearing my shit up. She going wild in this bitch. She swear somebody like grabbing her, touching her. Ain't nobody touching her. She thinks something is grabbing. I'm like, oh shit. So he's trying to explain to me why this motherfucker is going crazy in the background. He's trying to explain to me, yeah, we was just supposed to come in here, do a little coke, fucking up. Nigga, what? when the fuck did this become the goddamn crack house? Like, this ain't no crack den, nigga. I'm like, man, listen, get her under control. Man, it's bananas in that room. I'm panicking. I'm like, oh, shit. All I need is for one of our neighbors to hear this shit, because we stay in an apartment building. All we need is one of the neighbors to hear this shit. Call the police. How am I going to explain? The white girl in here gone out her mind on acid. This nigga in here is supposed to be in here smashing the chick. Ain't an adult in sight. Like, how do I explain that shit? So I'm panicking. I'm like, oh shit. I'm going to fucking jail. I'm going to jail. Two niggas in here, a high white girl that weigh maybe a hundred pounds. This look all kind of wrong. The look of this shit is bad. So I'm like, oh shit, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. I'm already thinking of the plea deal because I'm going to have to have a fucking public defender. I ain't got no money to pay for no lawyer. I'm going to have a public defender. He going to sell me up the river on some bullshit deal. Nigga, I'm done. I am done, nigga. So I'm like, oh, shit. This shit goes on for damn near an hour. Finally, he calms her down. And nigga, she's sweating, sweating. Oh, nigga, she's sweating. I'm like, oh shit. I'm thinking she, you know what I'm saying? Body temperature didn't got too high. She about to fuck around and die. All I'm thinking is, oh, she's going to die. And when they rehash the story, they're going to be like, where was she at when she did this? And it's going to lead back to me. Now I'm done. Now I got to go do a bid, right? Finally, he calms her down. And he like walks her out into the living room. And I'm, I'm hey, give her some water. I'm giving her cold water and shit. She is out of her fucking mind still a little bit. They go out on the little balcony, land some wind, hit her and all that shit. Finally bring her back in and they leave. My heart is beating so fast. I didn't cancel the rest of the day. I'm Man, this shit a wrap. I'm like, oh shit. Oh shit. I'm done. Like I am finished. I'm going to jail. 
Monday at school, I'm sitting in school and I can't even think straight. I'm I'm zoning off and shit. Finally, I get home that day. Duck calls me. He said, "Hey, my boy, you know he's he's real sorry all this shit. I mean, fuck that nigga. Fuck that nigga. That nigga got me in a bad situation." So his boy calls me. I'm like, "What's up, man?" He like, "Bruh, I'm so sorry. Doing all this apologize." I'm like, "Man, all right, whatever, man. It's it's cool." I get off the phone with him and I'm done. The operation is 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 done. But some says Mike do one more day. Do one more day. So I let people know cuz my mother was coming back that Wednesday. I let everybody know one more day. Get some people in that next day, that Tuesday. Get them out. My mother calls me, she says, Mike, I'm staying a few more days. I said, okay. She said, you good? I said, yeah, I'm good. She said, okay. We get off the phone. So now I'm thinking, okay, business can stay open a couple more days. I go in my room. I look under my bed, which is where my hiding place was for all my porn movies. I would push them all the way back up against the wall in the corner. I go in there, look under my bed. I can't see that far back and I can't reach it. So I go get the broom trying to reach it. Nothing. Get his flashlight, look under there. I don't see my movie. I'm like, fuck. I know I put it under here. Look in my car. Because I had a couple hiding spaces in my room. Go look in the top of my closet. I don't see it there. Go look. I had a my Chester drawer, bottom left one. Go looking. Nah, it ain't. Looking around the house. Damn. See that shit. Next day, go to school. Come back home. Where in the hell did I put this movie? Can't find. On my nightstand, I have a drawer. Open the drawer. Because I'm like, let me just look in here. Because I never looked in that. I never opened that nightstand drawer for anything. Like, I never put anything in it. But I was like, let me, let me look in this bitch. I open up the nightstand drawer. And what do I find? A little bag of powder. whole operation shut down 